right. All right. Day 242. 242 days. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm Keith. I'm John. And this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. We are in the New Testament. New Testament. Oh, man. So this is probably like... When you think about reading the Bible, right? Yeah. And most of us, right? Think of how much time you spend in your life reading the Bible. Yeah. And think of how little of that time has been spent really digging deep into the Old Testament. Testament. So we set out to do this thing for a year, mm-hmm. and it's been nine months since we've started, going yeah. four chapters at a time, and we're just now getting to the New Testament. The Bible is so much more mm. than the passages that we tend to spend most of our time in, right? Mm, yeah. mm, mm, that's so good. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm One of my life's goals is to like work against that tendency. Right. Is to spend my time in the Old Testament primarily. Memory verses, all the things, right. studying, yeah. spending the Old Testament. And it sheds so much light in the New Testament. We're going right. to see that yeah. today and going forward. Yeah. So I'm super excited. Same here. Yeah, yeah, really quick too. Like, man, one of my core values in life is yeah. celebration, right? Mm. I don't want to take things for granted or for milestones to come and go, right? Yeah. So last night, you know what I'm saying? I got done with the book and I text y'all and it's like, yo, let's celebrate. Like, right, right, let's, right. yeah, let's just take this time in. And now too, I mean, for y'all, like, it's a big feat, right? Y'all that are on the podcast right now, like, y'all spent nine months. And shout out to all the folks that are like, that y'all are here today. Y'all have kept up with it daily right mm-hmm. like yeah yo, i know mike hits me up all the time like he's yeah, yeah caught up yeah. uh ace yeah yeah shout out to ace oh, right yeah, yeah, yeah. Ace, like yeah. all of those folks there's so many of y'all matt boga um mm-hmm. shout out to all of y'all and yeah we're excited to dive in so i just didn't want to let that pass without oh wonderful man us saying no it's something special that for nine months you've read the bible every day mm. That's a good thing. And I hope that you've seen the changes in your... Yeah. 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 And I hope that, so, man, in, in this generation, that there would be a kind of like renewal of just people loving the Bible, loving the scriptures, loving Jesus, and serious about the scriptures and yeah. joyful about it as well. So... Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So with that being said, welcome to the New Testament. Man, I kind of wrestled with last night. I was thinking... I hit John and just kind of decided not to do it, talking about the intertestamental period. Right. Because there's a ton of things that happen in the 400 years between Malachi and, well, Matthew, Mark, right? And so we don't have time to get into it. That's an extra credit joint. We haven't done one of those in a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we'll we'll, we'll talk about getting that extra credit done (laughs) Um, because it's a ton and it helps understand the New Testament. Right. But anyway, welcome to the Gospels, right? Right. And so one of the things I will say is that if you were to have a canon within the canon or a Bible within your Bible, it would be the Gospels. Right. You shouldn't, but if you were to, it would be the Gospels. Why? Because the Old Testament is is an anticipation of what happens in the Gospels. Yeah. Acts is a proclamation yep. of what happens in the Gospels, yep. right? Um, Paul's epistles and the general epistles are an application yeah. of what happens in the Gospels. And then Revelation is a consummation yep. of what happens yep. in the Gospels. So five words to make sense of your Bible. Yeah. Old Testament, Genesis to Malachi, anticipation. Yeah. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Gospels, manifestation, mm. right? Christ on the scene. This is what it's about. Right, right. Uh, Gospels, application, or Acts. Proclamation, Proclamation. Yeah. Uh, the epistles, 
application yeah. and revelation consummation consummation absolutely yeah. yeah and man time doesn't even permit to just get into everything but we know like the first episode is always a little longer so we have yes. a little bit more time um matthew so so matthew yeah. one through four first of all like think of your favorite um superhero movie yeah. and you always know the first joint that comes out is an origin story mm. matthew one through four is the origin story of christ it's going to show off his Mm. pedigree right yeah. who he is the stock that he comes from why it's important how god has preserved him to keep him up to this point it's just this special thing like he's getting ready to get on the scene matthew 4 17 it's gonna say yo and from that point on mm. jesus went about proclaiming but this is all the stuff that kind of leads up to let you know listen this is the guy Mm -hmm. He's the dude. Thomas now. One right. of the things I will say, think of, I want you guys to think about the the whole New Testament in terms of this is the beginning of the end. Mm. Right? Because all throughout the Old Testament, we right. we heard the day of the Lord is coming, the day of the Lord is coming. The last days. Right. Well, when Christ comes on the scenes, Hebrews 1 will say, No, no, no. In these last days, right. God has spoken to us through his son. Yeah. And so from Matthew to Revelation or to now and forever yeah. until Christ comes back, we're in the last days. Yeah. Because the end time promise of a Messiah yep. has come. Matthew, what he's going to talk about is the kingdom of heaven. Right. Yep. And the kingdom of heaven is this theme that's going to run throughout, or the kingdom of God's synonyms, yeah. is going to run throughout the entire New Testament, even when it's not there explicitly, the concept is. Yeah. And basically, the kingdom of heaven is this. The king's power over the king's people in the king's place. Right. right? Yep. The king's power over the king's people. In the king's place. So Jesus, he's gonna keep saying it. He's in Matthew, he's gonna specifically tell us what it's like. Right. Right. Yeah, over yeah. and over what the kingdom of heaven yeah. is like. And Matthew is just trying to show us, yo, yo, from the genealogies, genealogies all the way to the end, that this is the Davidic Messiah that was promised through all that we kept talking about it all throughout the Old Testament. This is the guy who was promised from David's line. Right. And he's here to bring God's yeah. kingdom oh, that's good. on earth. No, no, and that's good. And when we think of like last days, don't think of um the like left behind apocalyptic series. or the left behind no 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 the last days all that it means is like yeah. no the decisive battle has been won yeah and the days that take place in between the decisive battle being won and the kingdom being fully set up those are the last days right so yeah. that's where we're in the decisive battle is won yeah in christ all right genealogy genealogy there's gems in the genealogies gems in the genealogies go through and there's so much here right there's two oh, main things right we think of the um where it starts off right yeah. what's the importance of it starting with abraham david then abraham oh david yeah, yeah. so 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 a counter the genealogy of jesus christ the son of david the son of abraham right and then he yeah starts yeah. with abraham after that yeah and it's yeah like so much to say. Right. But man, one of the things that genealogies would do always start with the oldest ancestor. Right. The genealogy here starts with Jesus. Yeah. Instead of starting with mm. Adam or even starting with Abraham. Right. It says the genealogy of Jesus. Yeah. So in other words, he's trying to let us know automatically. No, no, no. He's the most important person in this list. Right. Right. Yeah. Secondly, it says son Jesus the Christ, so it says Messiah, but then it says son of David. Right. Why would he say that? Well, he's trying to show that, no, 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 let me let me tip your hats off. This is royalty. Right. right? He is a king. And if you look at the genealogies, it'll name a ton of kings. Yeah. And it won't say they were kings. Right. They'll just have their names. Yeah. But it says King 
David. David. Mm. And it lets us know that God is fulfilling his promises, his 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 specific covenant with David to put a, a, a Messiah on his throne forever. Right. But also he's fulfilling his promises to Abraham. That it's the same person. Those aren't two things, right? That God yeah. said through that through you, mm-hmm. the whole world's going to be blessed. And so this king, hear this, is not just going to be king of the Jews. He's actually king of the whole world. The world yeah. And then, bro, you get to the genealogies. Yep. And I mean, we'll get back to the David and Abe, 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 Abraham stuff. But what you'll find out is like in this one, I, back in these days, bro, you didn't put women's names in the genealogy. Oh, yeah. I forgot you, about that. <laughs> you put men's names in there, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was the type of society where one scholar says it like this, bro, it's not even that they didn't even put their names there. They didn't even record their names. So when they had to go back and think of the women that were involved, Mm. they would have to make up names because they ain't know, like it was auntie, what's her name? And they're right. But this one brings up specific names and look at all of the names that it brings up. Mm -hmm. Tamar. Yep. Rahab. Yep. Ruth, yeah, Uriah's wife, right? Don't, don't even so say. Like, they don't even say Bathsheba. They say Uriah's wife. Yeah. And within a name, it's not just a name; it's a story. It's a story names names have stories. Yeah, Tamar was sinned against, mm-hmm. surrounded by scandal, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Rahab, foreigner, mm-hmm. prostitute. Mm-hmm. Ruth, foreigner. foreigner, widow. Uriah's wife. It's like, yo, that ain't even David's wife. He stole her. Let me keep it a buck. Yeah. Mary, people are going to look at her as if she's surrounded by some sort of scandal Mm -hmm. because she gets pregnant and she has the nerve to tell everybody, no, 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 this is from God. I promise I ain't sleep with nobody. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And what you see is like, man, all of this, all of the wrong that has been done to these women, the sin and the scandal is not enough to thwart. God's plan oh, to bring this king into the world. Mm. And he's going to do it mm. through a line of women that otherwise would be outcasts, but because they are a part of the genealogy of Christ, yeah. Jesus gives purpose and meaning to all of their stories, all of their heartache. That's so good, bro. Yeah. You know, one of the things, uh, you should probably extra credit your uh, sermon that you preached on this okay, too, because yeah, yeah. it's fire. <laughs> I didn't go back and listen to it, but I just, some, just remember some of the stuff we talked about. Yeah. Um, it's a ton, but one of the things uh, I did think about yesterday was the fact that it says an account of the genealogy. Literally in Greek, it literally talks about how it's uh, uh, the book of like Genesis. That word genealogy uh, is the same word for Genesis. Yeah. And so really there's this aspect of those same words occurring in, yeah. in Genesis. And there's this idea that God is trying to bring a new beginning. Right. Right. Like this is a new, it's almost like he's starting over mm. and he gives us all these names. And it's technically, I know we still in Matthew 1. <laughs> no, that's all good. And he's technically like saying like, this is a summary of the whole Old Testament. If you right. want to understand a quick spark notes of the Old Testament, right. these key people and key events yeah. tip you off and you kind of got the story in enough context to understand what's coming. Right. And, you know, at the end of this text, he's, he, he uh, kind of juxtaposes Christ's birth with all these other folks' birth. Right. And so one of the things we're going to see about Matthew, they call him meticulous Matthew because he's very subtle. Right. Um. You know, he comes at the end and he says, you know, uh, so so all the generations from Abraham to David, 14, all that stuff. And he says, um, where does he say? Oh, no, 16. He says, uh, Jacob fathered Joseph, the husband of Mary, who gave birth to Jesus, who was called the Messiah. So he yeah. says, who, right? Yeah. And in Greek, the who is yeah. feminine. Mm. So it shows like Joseph 
ain't his daddy. Right, 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 right. right. He was born of a virgin. God, right. he is the son of God. Mm. He comes from the father. And the virgin birth is described kind of at the end of one. I wish I could go into the virgin birth because I've yeah. learned so much about that recently. But chapter two comes. Well, so, yeah, really quick. You yeah. got to hit this last part, verse 17. So the generations from Abraham oh, to David yeah. were 14. Yeah. And from David until the exile, 14. Yeah. And from the exile until the birth of Christ, 14. Here's why that's important. Seven is the number of completion that we see throughout all of the text. Yep. And what you have here is um, there are six sets of seven, of seven generations. Yep. And Jesus comes on the scene as the first set of the seventh, gen the seventh generation. Yeah. The, the seventh, seventh set of the yeah 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 seventh seventh right yeah, yeah. so it's like no the this perfect is, perfect yo it's the perfect time. it's not just perfect this is the perfect perfect time time yeah of which yeah God's gonna bring His rule on the earth and so it's like yo bro all of that is in the genealogy like this, this is, is the stuff that yo this is the end bread of the loaf that people eat Fam. and just throw away Fam. and and, and it's, it's like yo there's so much. It's nourishment so in it, yeah. It's so much here. Yeah, I wish we could. Ooh, ooh I wish we could do it. <laughs> right. Um, man, it's so crazy because Matthew 2 is where I almost screamed because right. I had never seen some of the stuff I seen yesterday, even uh -huh. as I was preparing. So Matthew 2 comes and it's a really, yeah, popular scene, right? right. These wise men are going to come to Jesus because they see this star in the sky and they're like, yo, is the Messiah the king of the Jews here? And they fall down and worship him. So one, we have Gentiles worshiping a Jewish baby, <laughs> right? The, the king of the Jews yeah. is Jesus and the Gentiles come to worship him. But Herod finds out yeah. and he's like, yo, I'm going to just kill all of the children in Bethlehem. Now I did some research on Herod. Oh my God. So Herod was really insane, <laughs> yeah. right? In this intertestamental period between the Old and New yeah. Testament, he was insane. He was so insane that he killed all of his sons his children right. and he killed his wife because he was so paranoid right about yeah. somebody usurping his throne yeah right and then on top of that he gathered up some of the men of jericho threw them in a cistern and said yo when it's time for me to die i want my people to kill them too why because at a funeral the more mourning you had the more honor you had uh -huh. so when they died their families would mourn and then people would mourn for him and it would be more mourning because he wanted this power and this honor so here he goes egocentric dog. yo i'm gonna try to kill the babies yeah because this dude's supposed to be king no no, no i'm the king right roman rome had put him in had put him as king of the jews right quote unquote, but they're saying this kid is king of the Jews, so I'm going to kill him. Now, what does Joseph get? A dream. A dream. Dream, so he goes into Egypt. And this is what's crazy. Listen. Yo, all the people that want to kill you are dead. Yo, then he gets another dream. He goes into Egypt. Then God says, I sent them into Egypt. Why? So the prophecy could be fulfilled out of Egypt I call my son. So in other words, God is so in control, bro. Yeah. He uses the insanity of this man right. to allow Jesus to go feel, fulfill prophecy. Right. So like God is so like this sinister man yeah. is so, uh, or this sinister man tries to do this thing, but God is so over history yeah. that he uses his evil to fulfill prophecy yep there are four pericopes or four little mini stories from matthew 1 18 to the end of two and do you know what you find in all of them yeah 
a chance for Jesus's lineage and his uh, origin story to be thwarted, to be messed up. If Joseph divorces Mary, yep. he, scripture won't be fulfilled, right? Yeah. The wise men, if Herod kills him, if he stays in Egypt too long, and every time what you see is the the divine hand of God speaking through dreams, yep. and then he comes out and what you see is, all right, God is behind this. God saying, yo, I'm going to make sure- My kingdom comes through my kingdom. My kingdom comes, and yeah. no human- thing can thwart the plan of God. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew 3. Matthew 3. Matthew 3. We have Elijah here. Yeah. He's, yo, like, yo, hey man, it's time, bro. Hey. He, he's he's sharp. He yep. knows it's time. He's like, right. repent. Uh, the kingdom of God is at hand. And the text is going to say, now John had a camel hair garment with a leather belt around his waist. I don't know if you remember, you talked about this in your sermon. Yeah. That the outfit he is wearing the Elijah starter kit, yo. Is go the, on, yeah. Go to 2 Kings 1.8. Right. He's wearing the exact same thing Elijah wore. Why is that important? Because in Malachi, it said in the last days, Elijah would come back. So John, through the hand of God, oh my finds God. himself on Pinterest, sees, yo, <laughs> the Elijah starter kit. I got to put the, this on. All right, go. It's time. Yeah. Lord done told me. <laughs> right. King coming and make sure I'm good. <laughs> got it all. Got, got the camel hair. <laughs> prophesize, look, pros, prophesize about repentance and hear this y'all yeah. repentance is an invitation it's Amen. not exclusion he's saying yo the kingdom is here yeah remember when god wants to judge god just judges right. i'm saying y'all can repent yeah and come presents this invitation man we all right yo <laughs> baptizes jesus yeah <laughs> god pronounces this is my son yeah genesis 1 God called Adam his son. Sure. Adam went into the garden, failed the test of faithfulness. Mm. Exodus 4, God's like, yo, Moses, tell Pharaoh to let my son Israel go. Yep. First one son. Exodus 4.22, yep. God pronounced him his son. Israel comes out, goes in the wilderness, mm -hmm. fails the test of faithfulness. Yes. Matthew 3, God says, yo, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Yes. And do you know the first thing in Matthew 4? Jesus goes into the wilderness yeah. to be tempted by Satan. Yeah. Jesus passes the test that none of God's sons could. Yeah, absolutely. Adam failed the test in a garden with mm. a bunch of other food options. Mm. Jesus turned down food yep. after being hungry because he says, no, man doesn't live by bread alone. Mm. Israel failed the test in the wilderness. God was feeding them from heaven with Damn. millions of people to remind them of the faithfulness of God. Jesus passes that test in the desert yeah. by himself with nobody else to remind him. And at the end of four, Jesus is God's perfect son yep. that has passed the test of faithfulness mm. that none of God's sons could pass. Mm. And then he goes to Zebulun and Naphtali, mm. the place Isaiah, yeah. Yeah, that is the most hopeless place, the place that is overrun by pagan influence and all of this stuff. It's desolate. It's the first one to see that the invasion, the last ones to be mm. rebuilt. Mm. And it's mm. there that he sets up shop and talks about this hope that's come from God. Yeah. Man, that's so great, man. Yeah. The whole like Exodus, I think uh, I made the connection <clears throat> of Exodus 19 right. when they heard the voice on the mountain. And then right after that, that's when uh, you know, the covenant was officially ratified yeah. and they went into the wilderness Shit. right after that. Yeah. And start complaining and start failed. Complaining. But Jesus doesn't. And Jesus, when he 
comes against Satan, man, he like quotes God's word. Yep. He quotes Deuteronomy 8. And Deuteronomy 8 is going to talk about how they were in the wilderness for 40 days. Yeah. It's just so many connections. It's just so crazy. But one of the things we see here, bro, to yeah. your point is Jesus is going to rehearse the story of Israel. Right. Because he is doing and fulfilling everything Israel couldn't. Yep. So in other words, God wanted to bring his kingdom through Israel. And he's like, I still want the same things done to show you this is the one who's going to bring my kingdom. He's trying to show us what the kingdom of heaven is like. And he's bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth yep and so i mean to that last point you remember at the end of the book of judges yeah when god's people didn't get it although god saved them and yeah. brought them out from their oppressors and the end of the book of judge just says and everyone did what was right in their own sight because they didn't have a king mm. and then first king or first samuel starts samuel. off and then we get the kings but the kings fail but the message that's screaming at the end of Judges is the people of God need a king to be their representative for them, yeah. to bring this kingdom and to lead them. Mm. The problem is they haven't had the right king yet. Yeah. And Jesus comes and shows, yo, my pedigree, I'm that right king. Right. And then 4, 17, it says, all right, from that time on, Jesus went around and started to proclaim. And now we're going to get into the meat of kingdom of heaven. Yeah. What the kingdom of heaven is like. Amen. What the king is like. Let's yeah. pray. Mm. Father. God. Oh. oh, no, no, you got it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We're both excited. Yeah. Father, we thank you uh, just for the fulfillment of your word. You kept each and every one of your promises in Christ. The word says that uh, every one of your promises is a yes in him. We pray that we will remember King Jesus today. Yes, as we man. go about our lives, we will remember the kingdom of heaven that he came to bring on earth. And he allows us to participate in. We love you and we thank you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.